Hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome back to On Point. This episode is actually Trent from Born and Raised interviewing me about my season. And, and we went to his office and we recorded actually a couple podcasts, but uh, we decided just to share them both on each other's podcasts. So even though this is his interview, technically, it'll be on this platform and vice versa. Uh, both episodes will be on their pa- platform as well. And if you guys don't, be sure to go check out the Born and Raised audio experience. They have a lot of really good content over there. A lot of you guys already listen to them. But if, if you don't listen to their podcast, you should because there's a lot of really cool stuff that they talk about on, the, on there in depth that you just won't get in the hunting shows. And so uh, this episode, Trent's talking to me, uh, interviewing me about my season, asking how it went, you know, what changed. And uh, I think he does a good job of bringing some points out, and we have a lot of fun along the way. And just really appreciate you guys for listening. So as always, uh, if you can, leave a review on iTunes. Love to hear what you guys' comments are. You can you can leave suggestions in the reviews. You can leave ideas for new podcasts in the reviews. You can give me whatever stars you think I earned. Uh, but definitely need more stars. Definitely need more reviews in order to help the podcast get promoted on other platforms. And then if you haven't yet. Um, just whatever you want to do, follow us on, on YouTube, uh, search my name on YouTube, Garrett Weaver. You can find me on Instagram on point with Garrett Weaver. And, um, I know a lot of you guys already do that, but for those that don't, you're welcome to be, uh, uh, become a subscriber on there. Love to have you really open to suggestions. And, uh, as the weather gets a little bit nicer, I would expect that we start to see some more videos come on to the YouTube channel. Been a while since I've uploaded on there. But I think, uh, I think I'm going to make some some effort in, in trying to pump out more content on there. And I would really love to hear your guys' ideas and suggestions. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get to Trent. And, uh, yeah, I will see you guys at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay, we're live. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us again. Uh, audio experience brought to you by Onyx Hunt. I got Garrett Weaver. He's He's been on the podcast how many times? Probably a couple. Yeah, a number of times. Couple. It's always so good um, just to have him in the in the studio today. And anyway, he has an awesome podcast, super informational. He's my gear guy. When I have gear questions, <laughs> I say, Garrett, what's going on? It's uh, On Point. Guys, go check it out uh, on On Point Podcast. But um, anyway, so I said, Garrett, you want to you want to reminisce about this last season? Do you want to <laughs> come in and reminisce and and, uh, and go over some stuff? And he had a super successful. Which you said what? This was this was the one. Wasn't this it? was a rebound year for me because twenty twenty okay. was the worst year I've ever had in the woods. Oh, so we're backing that right back up with the best. <laughs> yes, and and then so I'm like, not not again, not again. Not, Please God, never again. Let me feel okay. So. so Kind of a funny story. It's not funny if it's you, but telling you, you'll probably else. think it was funny. So I planned out this huge giant season for 2020, right? I even had my first guided elk hunt. My whole family was going to go on. Oh, I think I remember telling you about I remember, that. Yeah, I, remember I got you taken to town on that one. I love getting taken to town. I was out town. thousands of bucks. It was a scam. I never even got to go hunting. So that's how my season ended last Sweet. year. And um, so I had all these good tags and, and I, I was telling my wife, I'm like, we need to go through the freezer and just make room we need to eat everything <laughs> because we're <laughs> that's always a good start that's always a good start yeah, to see yeah so we go through and we're going through luckily i have a lot of elk burgers so we didn't go through all that but everything else i was like exposing the bottom of the freezer getting down it. there right? I love it. and then um so I, I i did my part i ate a lot of a lot of elk meat a lot of deer meat <laughs> 
And I'm making way for what never came. And so, what never came. Yeah, so we ate a lot of elk burger um, throughout the year. And I, dude, I don't know if you do this, but when I, I go to Safeway, do my grocery shopping there. Okay. And um, I, I, it must be a pride thing, but I... This should be good. And completely... It's like I'm buying something extremely embarrassing. Like if you're going there and you're buying like some very unmentionable personal items... I was just doing that with steak because I don't like buying steak at the store. It's it's embarrassing. I'm a hunter. I should have that <laughs> shit in my freezer. I shouldn't okay. have to go to Safeway. And so uh, it's like I'm trying to shoplift these these steaks. I'm looking over my shoulder like, is anybody looking at me here? No one cares, obviously, but <laughs> it's completely inside my head. And I'm like, can I confess something real Yeah, quick? do you do the same thing? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I just went to B and D and bought a ribeye this morning. Did you really? Yeah, so well, we can eat them tonight. Better. I'm just being honest with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, see, I think yeah. that's good. I think that mental check is good. It's a pride thing, and, and like I'd rather eat a you know, and, and granted they're different. It's it's a different animal, but I'd rather eat something that I took home from the woods than yeah. than the best wagyu or wagyu or however the heck you pronounce it steak ever. You know, like and I know a lot of people won't agree with that. But like I just, it tastes better when you bring it home yourself. I wouldn't, to, to I me. wouldn't disagree. Yeah, it's it's just a pride thing for me. Hundred percent. And um, well, I, I, yeah, I ended up eating a lot of beef last year. And was so, it good? It was pretty good. It was pretty. It was pretty good. good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell everybody. I'm like, I love elk steak, and I can eat it about. Beef is good, man. You know, half a year. I can, you know, every other day is what I'm saying. But <laughs> it's hard to beat a big rib. It, it steak. really is. It's and, hard and, to beat it. You know, if I ever wanted meat, my folks have cows out there on the in, in, on the property, and I can go out and get grass fed, home raised beef. And but as a as a as a man, I think I think that we're born kind of providers, right? One hundred percent. And and I wouldn't just limit it to them. Hunters in general, whether whether you hunt for yourself or for others, like I went and I you know I, I gave it's kind of funny. I gave my neighbor gave multiple neighbors meat throughout the year. Cool. You know, they, none of them hunt. Yeah. They like to. One of them's in, you know probably he's eighty turning eighty two. I think next Sweet. year. Sweet. He's, obviously, he's not getting out and getting it done anymore, and right. he's not even trying. And so. I went there and I dropped off um, elk, antelope, and then I had one tiny thing of axis deer that a buddy dropped off for me. Yeah. And um, I just, I, he, he gave me a little too much. It was going to go bad, and so I gave it to my neighbor. And so I gave him three different types of animals to choose. Like, I gave them all. I gave him, like, tell me which one you think switch and, and eat this one first, you know. Um, it's but gonna spoil. It's gonna spoil here it's in the next two days. Spoil. I'm not giving you bad meat, but I'm giving you close to bad. Really meat. push the chicken. Yes, it's turning. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's turning. And um, and and just the, I don't know. It's just it, just being a good neighbor, but being a provider. Like, sure. like that. I know, like when you give a gift, the the, the chemical endorphins that go off in your head. The, you you reward it as well. Man, it's you're, a pride thing, man. It it's is super super cool. And um, yeah, I just you know I I gave away the whole bear I killed um, this year to the veterans across the street. They have a food bank for the local communities and awesome. veterans. And, awesome. And I just like, man, like there's a lot of good, we need less bears. 100%. And we need to do more for our community and veterans. And yeah. it was just a win-win. I gave the whole skull and everything. And they donated the skull to the kids' biology classes and the Cow Creek Indians. I mean, the, the whole thing was used. It was really, really, that's really It was cool. awesome. Really cool. And I can't wait to do it again. I mean, yeah. I, I, you yeah. know, and so it was, you know, it was just a, that's, I think that's just all about being a provider. And it's, I think yeah. it's just in us. Yeah. 
And too, when I said, you know, as men, women can be providers too. Yeah. There's a lot of women out there that are hunting too. I'm not just saying as men, you know, you have to be out there and provide. That's, it's, 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 I think it's a totally uh, dynamic thing as far as, and it's individual, you know, 100%. how each person feels about it. So, no, yeah. that's really, really cool. So, yeah. all right. Well, so we got the, we didn't buy a new freezer. We just emptied yeah. our old one. Right? <laughs> we could have we downsized. Yeah, we could have 100%. I might as well just unplug the thing and just throw everything in my, my house freezer. House freezer. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, and so 2020 was no bueno. And and, um, and so I I really, you know, in, in the last couple of podcasts you and I have done, I've been talking about getting away from doing the gear stuff and, and woodsmanship and what's going to make people more successful. Because, yeah. you know, if... This if, is what I'm curious about because we've done a lot of podcasts on just gear, on like yeah. arrow testing. I remember back in the day, this has been a couple years ago, man. You came to me and yeah. like, what's the best arrow setup? Yeah. And yes. I think my answer was the one that hits where it's supposed to go. <laughs> right. Something of that nature. But it's it just like it, you really got tangled up in it. Yeah. And we, you know, I still think a lot of the tests we do, especially with the arrows, dude, like we figured out what was a good system, what I, was a good arrow. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I think the cream of the crop broadheads in our test, they rose to the top. There was three or four that I would totally have no problem putting on the end of my arrows. Any of them? Yes. Yes, I would agree. And um, yeah, I mean, and, and I, you know, I think a guy could have predicted what most of them would have been just because price, I think you pay for what you get. A I lot. would agree too. But, you know, with the arrows and stuff, you know, finding out what component systems are just as strong as others, but a fraction of the cost, I, to me, that was fun. Yeah, it was and, cool. Um, yeah, and so I, I, I think that does help people, but at the same time, I think you know analysis through paralysis kind of thing starts to happen, and I've been guilty of that. I've contributed to people doing that. Oh yeah. And I, I, you know, what kind of probably sent me down this path was one of the most common questions I was getting um, was, "Will this arrow setup kill an elk?" <laughs> and it was like. If I'm receiving these things, it's probably because people. It's probably because I'm making people wonder. If Honestly, you start well when you go down that path. You start to be the trusted person for those answers, right? You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I probably put in more time than 99% of the people out 100% there. 100, you and, have, and, and completely. You know, I've talked to the light arrow advocates. I've talked to the heavy arrow Ashby guys. I've talked to them all, yeah. right? And and so I'm like, what is just, just period? What's the best? No, no bias, no nothing, and. And um, in, I can tell you what arrow, I've, I've, I've never been happier with my arrow right now. I mean, and if I had to go one way or the other, I'd go a little bit lighter. And I'm at 480 grains. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, but that's just for my setup, my draw length, and the, the way that I like to hunt. But, yep. um, you know, what, getting back to the woodsmanship thing is, is what is going to make people more successful? Because if gear would make people successful, we'd have to cut tags because everybody would fill their tags. You would think. You, you, would, you would just... Everybody, opening day, whatever, whoever. I mean, the the success ratios would would show it, and they don't. In some, in most cases, most I, would, cases. I would agree with you. I would okay. agree. Um, you know, just like if paperwork would would, would solve a lot of the uh, problems we have politically, you know, we'd have we'd have no problems because we have a lot of paperwork. And I say that I say that on the safety stuff too for my job. You know, if if hazard alerts and safety alerts could save lives, we'd never have an accident because we have a million of those. Oh yeah, right? there's, so there's a number. The act of being safe is what makes you safe Yeah, and making good decisions. Well, how do you make good decisions out in the woods? It doesn't matter, you know, that, that 600 grain, 700 grain arrow, that 400 grain arrow isn't gonna help you kill anything if you can't get yourself in front of an elk. You gotta make the decisions to get yourself there. I would agree. So, 
And, and, and I, I think that's kind of a hard argument to argue with, really. I think that's pretty just obvious statements to me. Yes. Could you, I would, could you even play devil's advocate? I don't, yeah, no, you can't. There's steps <laughs> that have to be taken in order to get to where you can actually release that arrow. Yeah, I mean, one of my, a lot most, of them. One of my most popular posts, I mean, I, and I was, I was kind of, you know, when I posted, I had a little bit of a smirk on my face probably, but it was like, you know, I posted the picture and I was really hoping people would read my heart on it. I posted a picture of the animals I, t- I took this year, and, and then and, and then I put, not worrying about all the crap that didn't make me successful, like arrow weight, bows, FOC, all this other stuff, etc. And then I put on the other side of the post, same post, a black nice. screen. And then me, and then all I had, me wonder, worrying about FOC, broadheads, bows, gears, boots. And then basically didn't kill anything and then just worried about myself and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to hunt. Interesting. And then that, yeah. I and mean, you I, got attacked. I, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But that was one of my most popular posts of all year. People Again, want, the numbers guy coming back. Yeah, people, people, are, people are, they agree with it. They really do. They, they just 100%. want to go out and, and have fun. And I think that... I, I think honestly that the the social media and, and all this all this gear stuff, I think people are kind of getting it's getting old. I do. I would agree with you. I do agree. Um, what do you think? One of our probably our most asked question on our email. I handle all the email at. Born it's got to be about arrows. Or <clears throat> probably broadhead. Arrow, what arrow? What broadhead? Yeah. Yep. yeah. What broadhead do you guys use, and which one can do, can I shoot an elk with? Yep. What broadhead? That's that's. The number one, I would say, I would say the say? number one question. Yeah. And I, you know, I, it, and, and I've done like you. you? Huh? Yeah, yeah, to me. Imagine that, a question to me. And back, yes. you know, when I first started doing all the emails and everything, it would be more of an elaborate, well, you know, we all shoot different, because we all shoot a different broadhead. Correct. All of us do. Yes. And we all shoot different weights of arrows because right. some of us care more than others as far as this and that, which is good. And, and, but then you have to look at the past and like, okay, well, how good is it done for you? You know, and how, you yes. know, and then you're like, well, man, now I question everything, uh, you know, the certain, it's just like, what the heck? And so I have a very simple answer now. What's your it's answer? Like, whichever one hits where you're aiming. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, uh, and I, then you have certain yeah. bows, different broadheads fly different out of different bows. Yeah. They do. And it's just like, so if your bow's not tuned or if you can, you know, you're doing right. this or that or the other or a four blade shoots better than a three blade because, or, you know, I, the one thing that just, I have a tough time personally is shooting an expandable for elk. That's okay. the only thing that I have. Like I watched Trevor and Steve both do it this year, both successful, both shot them, both killed them. And it just wasn't quite the penetration that I would have thought. An they didn't error. get pass throughs. No, Trevor's arrow, I mean, he hit perfect. You couldn't have drawn an X per, more perfect on an elk for a lung shot. And it went, it didn't even almost pass through. It didn't even puncture the other side of the Whoa, hide. Really? Yeah. Uh, do you remember what head this was? Yeah, some. <laughs> I knew that. Some, I just, I'm, I'm just fishing at that point. Some newfangled <laughs> something or other, hybrid something, I don't know. Anyway. At least he used a hybrid. There you yeah, go. <laughs> at least he had a hybrid on. <laughs> but, but it's just like, ah, just from the, the, and that's my short, small, very, very small experience with him. So I, right. I don't have an experience with them like I do fixed blade, obviously, just because I haven't been around them. So that is a total biased opinion, obviously. And right. You could argue both elk just went and died too. You know. Right. So it's like, oh shoot, man, yeah, maybe you got a good point. They worked, but they you know worked. how much you know. The, the, but also, what comes down is you know, 
um, how much grain, you know, how heavy was the arrow? Yeah. How how much energy did it have when it hit? How much all of that stuff you know, comes he, into play? Yeah, and you know, I, I just think that you know, and there's there's a, there's kind of a big actually there's a really big pushback happening or beginning to happen against the Ashby stuff now. There's oh, a, really? a lot of traction. I, I, I'm staying out of you're, it. You're following I, it. I'm following it. I'm, like, following that, I'm it. like that popcorn emoji in the comment section. That's just what I post now. I don't I don't really contribute to any of it. It's just because I know what works for me. I know what works, period. And, yeah. and, and it just, it doesn't, yeah. I think you make it's a good just, point. It's just like, find out what works for you and have faith in that. Exactly. And stop listening to the hooey. You yeah. know, stop listening. Let your success and your failures guide there where you, you shoot. There you go. And lucky for, lucky for me, <laughs> I I just have to throw jabs. It's just fun. I started on fixed plates. Fixed plates. So I knew it worked. I didn't uh, have to find out the I hard I thought you might agree now. with me on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mechanical guys. That is literally uh, a joke. Yeah. Mechanical guys. Yeah. But, you know, um, I used them on turkeys, you know, so, I, you know. Dude, I'm a mechanical guy. I'm those not. are like a prehistoric animal. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it should be. It's like killing a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't want to. Okay. We're tangenting. Keep going. Well, yeah, on we season. are. We are. I don't even remember where we, where we were now. You, but you, were, you were throwing jabs at the mechanical guy. You were throwing me. jabs out there. But what you were doing uh, is <laughs> taking every piece of meat out of your freezer oh, to yeah. get ready Continuing for this season. Continuing to eat it. Um, and and, I, and I, I, we were successful. We, we got, got rid of about 90% of the freezer space. And now we were completely ready to throw two elk, two deer, and, and a bear in there. Like we are probably could fit more even than that. There I you mean, go. It, we don't have a giant freezer. Bro. That Sounds thing pretty good empty. size. It was pretty good size. Yeah. And um, and so I just we were dealing with that, and I'm just like thinking, gosh darn it, you know, like I have never been this defeated and, and deflated after a hunting season. You know, getting scanned for thousands of dollars didn't help, but. Do you think you put uh, too much pressure on yourself? 100%. 100%. Well, and and I think honestly, and, and, I, and I love my hunting partners and I love my friends and I failed because of this, the decisions I made. I'm not putting this on them, but I am more successful when I hunt by myself. Interesting. Yeah, 99% of the time. See, um, so I totally feel, not really, differently by any means, but we, just speaking from my aspect, it's yeah. as a team. So yeah. if that's I, interesting that you say that. If I, and, and it's not, I'm, I, I take responsibility for not filling my time. I'm not blaming my hunting partners. Yeah. I, would, I, I just, that's just not the right thing to do. It's not, it's not the truth. But if I was by myself, I would have had, I, I would have killed something in my opinion, 100%. Because I just would have done my own thing and, and, and I, just, I just get more opportunities. Sure. You know? Sure. And and three heads take longer to think more than one, you know. And and it just, sure. in my opinion, and, and I love hunting with a hunting partner. Having a collar for elk, it's that's almost impossible to beat. Having a good collar for elk that is there to help you without even having a bow in hand is there to help you kill a bull. I really don't think you can beat that. However, yeah. huh? You can't beat that. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. that's the ultimate way, but. The way that I was hunting, if I was you getting. Don't into, have that. If then you, yeah, you got to change up a few, few things, and, yes. and I was I was getting into bulls, you know, and and um, you know, I just I just uh, I do have some regrets about that season. I need to, I, and 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 after after that season, I didn't want to feel that way again. I didn't want to feel that way because I was a little um, crusty after that season. You know, I was like, you know, I was just had a lot of negative thoughts, and I'm like, you know, no, I didn't kill a bull because that's on me. No one, else, no one else. How do you deal with that in the off season? 
With what? The, the negative thoughts? Yeah. So how do you go from that season that you had and what do you put in place? What do you implement to go into this next, <laughs> you said, the most successful season of you your life? You want me to be really candid? I do. Um, well, I know your show's PG, so I'll keep it PG. Yeah, just keep it PG if you um, would. So I, 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 I had phone calls with my friends, hunting partners. This should be good. <laughs> and um, I said, you know, I'm going to give you everybody the one finger wave until I fill my tags. Wow. And I am not, I am, I love you guys. I want you to be successful, but I'm taking care of my freezer. Be, I'm done. I am, I am going out there and I'm going to fill you my went. tags. I'm going Rambo. I'm, I'm a one man army. Okay. Cause so you one man banded it. So you went. Basically. You went as selfish as you could. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, I know this is selfish. I love it. And I, I'm telling you what, I'm going to be selfish this year because when I'm selfish, I fill my tags. And when I'm when I'm playing guide and I'm on the wrong side of the bugle, I don't fill my tags. And, and my freezer's empty this year. And I'm more generous when my freezer's full. So if you guys want me to hunt, wish me luck. And, and if you guys want my help, wish me luck because I will be there. I'll be your biggest cheerleader when my tags are filled and my freezer's full. Okay. And I know that sounds bad. And I know that's selfish, but dude, I, it, it doesn't sound. Guess it sounds selfish, but it it, it sounds honest. It is honest. It sounds honest. I like elk meat, <laughs> and I like deer meat. I can't go to the store and I'm, with a yes, with a good and conscience. I'm not going to wear a hood every time I go in the Safeway. I'm not doing it that. Sucks wearing that. And mask. so um, you know, I had friends that you know they count on me to help them out. You know, they're, they're not very experienced. Some of them are, are oh, yeah. fairly new and absolutely. And I, you know, I, I told them like, don't think I'm not going to take and don't be afraid to ask, but don't be surprised when I tell you no, yeah. because I've got unfinished business from 2020. I've got to take care of it. Like I don't even, uh, don't even, yeah, just has to happen. Yeah. And so, um, as respectful as I could, everybody took it and everybody's like, Garrett, I completely understand. Interesting. And, and, and they all, and that's what tells a true friend. Right. Well, they all saw what Kim and I went through on that, on that scam. Yeah. And they all saw what happened throughout the season. And, and I just had a lot of tough breaks and, and, and honestly that monkey is I, I, going into 2021, that monkey was on my back and it never left. Like I, every day I hunted that thought in the back of my mind about how bad 2020 was, it was with me every day. I swear to God, it was, it, was, it, it's still, it's still, it is still with me. I thought it would go, I thought it would go away. And, um, and what, what did you say? Uh, you said, you asked me, what did I do? I went to the gym every week. I went, I went three to five days a week. I'm not pretty much nonstop. There might've been a week, you know, or two, sure, but sure. pretty much nonstop three to five days a week. I shot the crap out of my bow. Um, I, I spent more time in the woods scouting, having fun. That'd be my next question. Yeah. What did you do? You, we, we've talked a lot, I think, and I think this has been a big, um, a big growing uh, space for you in your journey, I think, as a hunter or whatnot, just being gifted enough to know you um, for the last while. And it's just like you talk a lot about woodsmanship. Yeah. And what did you do to prepare yourself for that? Well, that... Woodsmanship. Honestly, the, the getting in shape, obviously, that, that's, I mean, that's a yes. given. If yeah, that's a elk, given. That's a, yeah, if you're going to chase elk, you better be able shape. to be able to chase elk, yeah. right? Or yeah. else it's not even, it's all for naught. But what did you do in the woodsmanship? What would you consider that side of things? Time spent did? in the woods is the number one thing, period. Yeah. Time spent in the woods. I mean, all that time that you're on Onyx or Go Hunt or all these other websites, that's fantastic. But if you live local to that, yeah. and you're just like, oh, this area looks good, but you don't do anything with it, that's time not well spent. If you go out and you say, that looks like a really cool drainage or that little, that little ridge right here, I want to go see what's over on that ridge when there's nothing to go hunt, right? Yeah. Like 
and then you go and you follow through with it. Just being on Onyx and Go Hunt, that's just one step of many. And a lot of, th a lot of those, I think, in my opinion, I, I, I think that a lot of people end their process there. They don't go out and put boots on the ground because I would agree. it's easy to do that. It is not easy. It, it is easy to go put boots on the ground when you're passionate about something. Yeah. And and but if you don't have the the, the mental fortitude or, or really the passion or the drive to go put boots on the ground, I, I feel like you're missing the biggest piece of the puzzle. I spent super seasonal. I spent more time in the woods this year than I have since I was 19 years, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's back. I was super successful when I was that young. Granted, I wasn't a very. I just was super persistent. I was in the woods all day, almost every day. And I just knew where the animals were. Would you, know? you so would you say honestly, I mean, I'm assuming it, it just a lot of confidence building. Well, a lot of confidence building. And then, um, you know, I, I would have to, if I had to contribute my success to, um, to, to a couple people, my wife would be number one for allowing me to be out in the woods that much. Yeah. She knows, she, she knows what she got into. We were together for, you know, God, six years before we even got engaged and, and she you knew what she, she was getting into, yeah. but she still allows me to go do it. And it takes a lot of grace on her. And, and you know, your wife, you put your wife through the ringer during every hunt season too. hundred percent. It's uh, family is huge with yeah. us and it's, it's very difficult. Yeah. And, and, and so I appreciate her and, but I, you know, me and, uh, Brad Powell, uh, if you guys want to find him, I think he's Coast Skate Hunter. I think you probably have met him or, or know of. Yeah. Him. I met him that one time. I think with you, I think probably, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Great dude. I don't remember what you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting your memory. More than yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that. But great dude. Great. And dude. Um, the guy, for whatever reason, he's the opposite as me. He's had a tough time with blacktail with a bow. Yeah. And a really good time with elk with a bow. And I've had like, let's go kill a blacktail with a bow, and then I'm like, struggle with an elk. Okay. With a bow. Okay. So we kind of complement each other really there well. There you go. Though. But um, you know, these last few years, I've really figured figured the rosies out and 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 been able to have a good time in the woods, but. He's in the woods more than anybody I know, period. Like that guy is in the woods almost, almost every week for sure. But I would say multiple days a week. Really? Yeah. I mean, it just, it doesn't matter. He's got two kids and a wife too and a full-time job. What drives him? He loves being out in the woods. Hmm. Passion. Checking trail cams, whatever it may be. Cutting, like we, him and I have gone out and cut little like landing flat spots in the sides of these Deep, steep, steep hills. Oh yeah, and to get a, a shooting platform. To get a shooting platform, yeah. and like, who does that? You know, yeah. you you knew about that, so oh yeah, yeah, you've done that. And, oh yeah, and um, I've just, made clear cuts to get a shot from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just kidding. Well, but we're, yes. We're, we're, well, we're hunting, you know, cliff systems now that you can't see unless you clear out that spot we cleared out and shoot from anywhere and shoot from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. and so you know, just doing stuff like that. His trail cam game is is through the roof. He shed hunts almost all year round it seems like gotta throw the red flag sheds. on that one but i'll <laughs> agree to disagree yeah i mean he's always out looking for sheds and, and that's cool um, that's so and, cool and now i'm finding more reasons to get out in the woods like i bought a fox pro i'm tra i'm chasing coyotes and cougars now i'm trying to call in a cougar i that's my goal this year is to call in and shoot a cougar oh yeah that's my number one goal outside of elk um and so just really and, and then also putting in for more tags i got i got a few tags this year i hunted idaho i hunted wyoming i was going to hunt arizona and then called it off and then I hunted Oregon. And so, you know, I, I was setting myself up to be successful this year. Um, and really just, I didn't care about, I already knew what I liked for arrows. I already knew what I liked for broadheads. I knew my bow was still good. The Evoke 31, that's only like a four-year-old, three-year-old bow now. It's still an amazing bow. Why not keep hunting with all that stuff? 100%. Spend very little mental energy on all that. And then go out and just enjoy the woods. Where I, I killed, I don't know how many animals in Carhartts this year. 
you know. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, no, I, that's what, like, it goes back to me. I mean, it just goes back to confidence, man. When you're reeking with confidence, you're just like, I've done all the steps. I've done everything that I need to do, <laughs> right. right? To get to the to that successful moment. All that needs to happen now is to see, an, you know, to... To, right. to get on the animal that I've already scouted, that I've already seen. I know there's animals around here. All that happens now is just to fling an arrow right. and just start, you know, sharpening the knife. Right. Well, I mean, I was at ultimate high confidence the day before season because I was the only, I went in there to check a trail cam. And the last four times I think I you talked there, to me about this, yes, too. Yeah. Yes. I was in there four or five times in a row and the elk were in there. And yeah. I'm like, and then the last time I was in there, there was a big rub and a big freaking bull track with didn't you hear a bugle too or something um, i don't remember i don't think i thought I, you told I, me you did I, I think i bugled just the day before season and mm -hmm. i'm like that's probably a mistake because i that herd was gone the next day and that was the only right. thing that changed was that i bugled in there right but i know it probably didn't affect anything but and so <laughs> like i knew where i was going to be i was i was going to sit here i mean i hadn't seen the bull yet but I, I knew he was a good bull yeah and um and so even though he avoided my troll cam um, that's where I was going to be. And then they were gone. I hunted that whole drainage all the way down to the bottom, all the way around uh, everywhere. They Nothing. were gone. And, but every, like the first nine days of season, I was in bugling bulls, uh, seven of them in rosy country. That's pretty good. Darn good, man. It was way better than what I was. I'll yeah. tell you that. And so I'm like, well, hearing you struggle is like, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's not like I'm nothing special, but I'm just going to say, I'm reaching out going, has anybody heard a bull bugle anywhere in this country? I remember having conversations with you and I'm like, maybe we're hunting the wrong unit. You, know, like, you guys drew that unit. What are you talking about? Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, and then I wasn't talking to a lot of other people that were that were getting bugles. It was, it was for whatever reason, I'll just call it luck. You know, I was getting into elk. I won't, I won't say getting an elk, but I was getting bulls to... to, to be vocal which to me is a win number one but getting them to stick around was a different thing like mm -hmm. i was i was in within 125 yards on probably four different bowls i didn't see one of them which um, is can happen i mean yeah. a lot that's that happens to us a, yeah. as far as just like so close no so close exactly no, and know. it's not like the wind was bad I mean, right every every situation was perfect i played yep. it right and then like i'd get that last I, I just try and touch his temperature a little bit higher. Like I'd put a little bit more on the on the last bull bugle before I went. I mean, I got this bull bugle three or four times, um, and then like and then just trying to make sure he was staying in the same spot. Yeah, not, not just to hear keep him. tabs on him. Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm gonna try and piss him off a little bit. So I put a little bit more jazzy fluid in that last bugle, and and he he almost almost cut me off. And he, this time I heard the the, the everything, and I'm yeah. like, he is right there now. A little he's more pretty anger. pissed. So I. I bailed down in. I got about 40 yards down, um, or maybe about 80 yards down the hill. It's probably about a 200-yard dip down into the bottom. And he's in the bottom, of course. And um, and I'm like, I'm just going to see where he's at now because he, he hears me coming. Um, I'm going to bugle one more time. And then he bugled, and he was 200 yards up the drainage in, in going. And um, I was like, and it, there's it, that middle finger you're talking about. Exactly. You gave to your buddies. Yeah. <laughs> That's called karma. That's called karma. And um, yeah. And so that happened, that happened on that bowl. I happened two or three times because I had another bowl bugling up above the road. Literally, as I was bugling to that bowl, I got another bowl torch off up above me. And I'm surrounded by roads. So these are the roads everywhere at this point. And, um, and I knew it wasn't a hunter because there was no tracks in there at all. Like it was just a ghost town. I was the only person hunting this whole 
drainage for whatever reason. It's, that ain't it's, terrible. Just, it's just not a sexy area to hunt. It's just, yeah. But you, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, oh, yeah. just not the ones that you like, I want to go in there. And um, and so I'm getting these bulls, bulls to torch off, but none of them want to commit. It's just like, man, like, and, and some of these bulls are like, I, I told you um, recently, some of these bulls are, I'm getting across canyons, they're, they're 1,200 yards away. And I'm like, how did I even get that bull to torch off? Yeah. You know, and and um, so I was, you know, I counted those as bugles, but I didn't count count those as encounters. You yeah. Know, a 1,200-yard bugle is not, not a calling or an encounter. Yeah. But, yeah, and so that's really, I probably got into the weeds too much there, but that's spending time in the woods and then, you know, a troll cams never helped me kill anything. It just gives me another excuse to be out in the woods. See, and that's why, I, you know, I've always, I've never done the trail cam game either, but it's like, man, it seems, it seems fun. I mean, it seems like something, wow, it'd be cool to see a bobcat or a yeah. cougar or whatever, you know, I mean, and obviously see, you know, a, a big elk or a deer or whatever. It would be really, really cool, but you make a good point. It's like, it's another reason to go and be excited about being in the woods. It is really exciting to check you know? out the trail camera. Be like, oh man, I get yeah. to go check it. It's been on a, what, <laughs> seven day soak or yeah. whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, when I, when I started doing it, I was pretty guilty of going in there like every two days. Yeah. <laughs> like I had no patience. Blowing like, everything out. Exactly. And I, I told Brown, like, listen, dude, you and James are like the, the camera guys I know. Like you have more cameras everywhere. Do like, they have rotations too that they, they check them? They, or? they, they they, they find an animal and then they'll find um, basically where's the best place to put it. And I'm still learning the trail cam. I mean, there's a lot. Surprising, there's a lot more that goes into really? it. Well, I mean, it's not like you're going to Arizona and putting it on a water hole. I mean, you are now in you can't. the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. Putting the hunting back or hunt back and hunting. Um, yeah. And so, like, you're in the middle of a second growth patch. And where do you put a where do you put a trail cam outside of there's elk crap everywhere. Yeah. There's not just one highway. There's there's, there's it's 14 just, different trails. Yeah. So what do you what are you looking for? How high do I need to put it? I mean, what is this limb gonna make it go out? There's a way more crap. Like I got eight or nine thousand photos one day of a limb moving around. Nothing. And that was awesome. I'm like, great, I spent uh, yeah, it was just I Interesting. Spent, yeah. So they 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 really have got, got it down. down. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm figuring it out. You know, I placed one the other day and, and I you know I snapped off all the stupid twigs and bushes that could mess up my camera and sure I'm, you know i'm learning but and it's not like rocket science but for somebody that is so far deep down that rabbit hole those guys know a lot more than i do and so <laughs> i'm really honestly like i'm like you want to take my trail cam and just set it up and then like i'll you you mean go check I, I don't care yeah and so that that just gives me another reason to be in the woods but it i it is surprisingly fun to go check those oh it's gotta cams. be it is it's gotta be yeah it's like I don't know. It's like having a little spy there yeah. in, the, in the woods, yeah. you know. And, and um, yeah, so I'm trying to get a picture of a big, big blacktail I, we saw uh, two days ago. Sweet. And and we'll see if it works or not. But um, did you I, did you hang it outside of you? Not in a unit. I hung it on an old growth tree growing on the edge of a mossy cliff, which. You'll get a bear. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You'll, you'll get, yeah, get a bear. Yeah. Well, I mean, spring's coming around the season, and, oh, yeah. and you know, and, and I'm I'm trying to find these mossy cliffs that aren't a big pain in the butt to get to that I can kill one with a bow. Yeah. So, but we'll see. I, I I've been trying to get done with a bow for quite a few years, and it's 
pretty pretty hard to yeah. get a bear with a bow in the spring. Yeah, it is. They move a ton. If you get it early when they're a little bit more docile and just coming out to feed, it's better. Yeah. That later, you know, when you hit that May, late May, whew, they're moving so much. They are. They are. And they're then so in, active. In the fall, yeah, you can you can you can focus on their feeding feeding in the fall the blackberries. Fall you can a little bit. It's so loud. Yeah. Like it, it yeah, I mean it's so loud and, and you can get away with some sound with a bear, but they're not like an elk, you know, you can get no, away with a lot no, with an elk. No, because there's so many more elk around. Yeah, and, but a bear, like, I don't know, like, they're not... not they're that, dumb, but they're not that they're, dumb. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's that's well put. That's, that's, that's what I was it looking is. for. It and, is, um, So, yeah, man, I mean, to answer your question, the number one thing was just time spent in the woods. Interesting. Just period. If you spend time in the woods, you're going to see animals. And then yeah. if you... If you're really ambitious, you can follow them for a little bit, see where they're going, what they did, where they where did they come from. You don't have to follow them. Why are they, they there? From? Why are they there? Yeah. What are they eating? And then another big thing is that they're constantly um, logging units over here. And so if you did have a spot you wanted to hunt and you don't go there till hunting season and now it's logged, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're yeah. logging a lot of what we hunt. Like the last few bulls I killed are basically been logged now. Which is, you can stay in the woods long enough. Those elk aren't going to go long. They're not going to go a long ways. No. But they definitely will go other places. Yeah. And use other bedding areas and use other tiny benches and use all, you know, all these things that like when I dissect an area or we do or whatnot, like we'll get a bull to bugle. We'll be like, okay, they're there right now. It's daylight. Where are they going? And then, okay, I'm assuming they're going to end up somewhere on that bench right over there somewhere. 100%. You I know, mean, that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, once you start figuring out the rosy game, and, and I'm not telling you this. I'm just saying this. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be silly no. to try and tell you something about no, rosy hunting. But learn me. Like, <laughs> like when, you, when you figure it out, it, it becomes easier, I think. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Once you get rosy hunting down, you can get it down to a science pretty it be, much. It becomes a little more predictable, I would yes, say. It's never going to be an exact science, but it does come be a little more predictable. Yeah. Like, okay. And that's why you see us slow playing so much, I think, on what we do. Because, like, I don't want to attack. I don't want to go after him right now because it's not the place. The place may be tonight when he's coming from where he's at now to where he's going to feed. You know, yeah. all those all those things come into play. It's just like it, it might not be the time. So don't force anything that you don't have to right. if there's not a lot of other people around and, well, you know, going to blow it up for you. I don't know if I told you a story about my bull this year. Did you hear about that at all? Yeah. Yeah. There was three other groups of hunters trying to kill that bull as I shot him. <laughs> crazy yeah. crazy public land <laughs> gotta love it dude it was crazy but it, luckily everybody was super cool and that's and, awesome um, you won and dude, you had people go help you and all that stuff yeah too. one dude absolutely i mean it was he he if he did not want me to shoot that bull he could have just clapped his hands and spooked the whole herd out Done. he was that close yeah and i was like dude i i, I told him like thank you for not screwing me out in the woods like because you could have Easy. And uh, he was a fan of you guys, and his son oh, were a cool. fan of you guys. And oh, so cool. I think I ended up giving that guy one of your bugles. But Good, um, good. Shout out to those guys um, over They're from Coos Bay. Oh, nice. And so, um, yeah, so that's that was that was a pretty cool story. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome as far as it just the people that you meet out there. And you can either take it as a negative or a positive. You know, you have a choice right there in your mind. Right. Like, you have a choice to whether you go into it and be like, man, these people are here. This sucks so bad. Or you could be like, hey, I might make a new friend. Right. You know? Well, we were there the night before. And, um, and you know, if, if we had a little bit more time and, and we played it a little bit differently, we probably could have killed that bull the night before. Mm -hmm. But um, <clears throat> my buddy Brad... Um, who I said I was going to hunt by myself. Um, he wanted to, he, he's like, dude, I want to bring my bow. I'm like, 
bring your bow, dude. What are you thinking? You know? Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got and, you. Yeah. Um, but he just wanted to, he's like, you found this bull. Let me help you kill him. Oh, cool. And so I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. He didn't give his middle finger to you. He didn't give me his middle finger. Um, but him and I actually hunt identical. Like that's the first time him and I really hunted elk together. Mm-hmm. It's like, we've been hunting elk together our whole lives. That's it, was, awesome. it was that automatic. I mean, it's automatic to a hundred percent. And, and so we go there and we're both like telling each other our ideas. And it was like, yeah, I'm on the same page as you. And, and so we get there and immediately, immediately we find the bull within a hundred yards of where he was at dark the night before. And he's bugling and raking again. And, um, he does everything I would have done calling. And I snuck right up into the on of that bull in the unit and, and ended up sticking him. And it was like, perfect. It was just like, sweet, just like we thought it would happen, you yeah. know? And so that, that was pretty nice. And, and, and I was able to help return the favor with him. He, uh, I don't know if you saw the bull he shot. It was a dandy. nice bull, great bull. Yeah. yeah, you sent me a picture. Yeah, really pretty bull. Yeah, and I was able to help um, help him work work his way in after he shot it. We went in there and found his bull. He found it. And mm-hmm. I, I filmed the whole thing. It was pretty cool. Awesome. Return the favor, kind of that that way. I, I own a call on now, but well, but do you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, I, I I would have no problem returning the favor, but I I mean, I do get into elk more by myself i really do yeah and that bull i i i I believe i could have killed him by myself but it definitely didn't hurt having brad there it definitely was a a bonus yeah because he he kept him bugling and raking and i mean i ran i mean it was super steep so as fast as you can run in super steep unit i ride out in the middle of the open this bull is just literally nose up or nose straight down to the ground just Breaking up a storm. He probably killed five or six reprod trees when I was there. You say you know, so he had him so pissed off. Like I literally ran up to that bull and then another dude bugled and then so he went around to put himself in between the hunter and the cows. And that's why I had to go all the way to the top. Oh and come. shoot him farther than what I wanted. But I mean it was um you know, it's just it, I would have shot him probably at forty five yards if I if that guy didn't bugle. Right. It's all, I mean, it's, it's just part of the public. It's plan. part of the game, man. Yeah, and that's was, what's so cool is like it was awesome. every every single what do you what episode or what every single yeah experience can change so fast. Right, right. And so yeah, I mean, but you guys had a big season too. Yeah, and yeah, and a big season for you guys. I mean, you guys are usually very successful on on the elk um, and, and deer and, and everything, but above and beyond what you guys normally are, you guys put more. I mean, if you wanted to quantify it in inches, you guys put more inches on the ground than any other year that you guys probably have hunted in Oregon. Yeah, probably. I mean, obviously it helped. We had really good, a few good, <laughs> right. a few really, really good tags. But yeah, it was, I think I, yeah, I think just as of, well, it was only a few weeks ago that we got Wyatt's and I think that was the 10th bull I packed out this year. Really? Yeah. So, I didn't I mean, you guys packed out that many. It was a lot. It was a lot. I, I did pack out some for other people that didn't, you know, that I didn't film or anything like that yeah. too, that uh, just went and helped them out with a tag and stuff. But, but yeah, it was a dude, it was an amazing year for us. Amazing. It was, it was a lot of fun and it was just, again, you learn something new every single year and it was, it was, it was good. It was, we've had a couple t- tougher seasons like you have in the past. I mean, where we didn't get what we thought we would maybe fill tags where we, where it didn't happen, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, it was cool to like every tag that we had, I think we, I think we almost, almost filled every single tag we had. Really? Almost. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, when you have, especially when you hunt rosies, I mean, I've, I've had dry spells over on, on the Rockies where, you know, you might go a couple days without hearing a bugle and that's yeah. pretty bad. I've gone, weeks on the coast hitting it every day where yeah. you know maybe i 
I screwed up a shot on a bowl and then I'll wait two weeks before I see or hear another one. Oh yeah. We, I, I mean, mean, dude, we'll drive all night long <laughs> trying to road bugle, you know, road yeah. bugle night after night after night after night after night. And we did this at the first week of this season and it was just like, I just was not finding elk. I mean, I'd That's seen crazy. them before season. I'd scouted a few different herds. We got on those, we came close, you know, almost shot them a couple different times. And then I was just like, I just had to move. I think being mobile is a huge thing. And I moved units. I didn't even, I moved whole units. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we were huh. successful finally. That's crazy. Yeah. How many rosies did you guys get this year? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, one, two, three, four, five. That's five or something like really? that. Really? Something and, like and that. You know, yeah. got the obvious three Rockies. Yeah, and we got the three Rockies. Yeah, we got uh, mine, Cody, and Steve's Rockies, and then there were some other big bulls that we had encountered too on just general, you know, over the counter, which is not anymore. But yeah, yeah, anyway. don't get me started on that. I know, smokes, but but yeah, I mean, we had some other we had some other close calls and. Like Robbie shot his first bull this year. Wyatt shot his first bull this year. And so got to experience a lot of the firsts again, which yeah. is so fun, dude. It's Watching so that one, and, and I don't remember who it was, but there's a, a new, I don't know if he's a new hunter or new to hunting with a hinge, but he had that bull really close and he just saw yeah. it go off. That like, was oh. Matt, yeah. Did he end up killing one? Uh, no, he didn't. Oh. He didn't end up killing uh, one. After I saw that, I was like, I hope that guy kills one. Oh, it was <laughs> like, such a, a such a close call. And, and that's yeah. another, you know, equipment kind of thing where he could shoot targets lights out with that thing. But in a hunting scenario, there was just so much going on there with that yes. back tension hinge. That was a true back tension? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a tough. There's a reason I don't hunt with one yet yet and yeah, that's, yeah. that's the reason but accuracy wise yeah if you want to take it to a range and punch paper 100 percent, you're going to be a thousand times more accurate yeah. i mean not a thousand but you're going to be more accurate with well, it this is the then you will a trigger second, I, I believe second or third year i've been using a hinge for hunting have you yeah and i've had people tell me i'm that's so stupid that's you're an idiot is that, it a that, hinge that, or a back tension? it's a hinge oh okay but i you know i shoot it just kind of like almost like you would a back tension but yeah um, and I, it's so hard to not use that now that you have it. I, I mean, it is addicting. It really is. Oh, yeah. When you're, when you have that much confidence with that release, yeah. it's hard to go back to a, you know, and I never had ac really accuracy issues in hunting situations with an index release or a trigger release, caliper release, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the, the feeling of accuracy yeah. is just there. Yeah. It's, it's, it is really it's intoxicating. It's hard to go away from it. Oh, I imagine. So, um, yeah. I mean, I've I've never I haven't haven't launched launched an arrow or done anything with that with it yet. But um, and, and I and I think that hinges are better in that perspective because you can control. And that's what it was. He just didn't anchor. He just he had the he drew the bulls at seven yards. Yeah. And it was just like, but he just drew and he just did not have his hand to his to his cheek yet. He just <laughs> and he just started pulling through the shot. He was just like. Things happen. Adrenaline. Things man. happen pretty fast. Bob yeah. could have lifted a truck at that point. Yeah, it was. Oh man, yeah, it was <sighs> jacked up mode. Yeah, it was. But it, it's cool. It's those things, like those lessons, you know, that it just. I bet he won't do that again. You know, is he going to use that again during the hunt? I don't know. I don't know. I'll curious. see him tomorrow. I'll see him after be, tomorrow. I'll ask, ask him for ask me him. and be like, "Here, wants to know if you're going to stick with the back tension." <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's just those lessons, you know, that just like. And it was another one of those things where he felt terrible, you know, because we're all there and everything. Right. It's like, dude, just shake it off. And it's hard to shake something like that off. It like, is. you know, 
it's it's tough but it's at the same time it's like something that you can say hey you need to shake it off and it's really tough to do right so. well i mean i've never um and not that he did this but i've seen guys shoot without looking through their peep because they get so oh, excited yeah. you oh, know? Yeah. And, and it's like man you know i've never been that that excited um but it just there's so much that can go wrong when you start using this this i would i would call it competition equipment yeah um, maybe a little bit yeah. yeah you're you're kind of opening the door it's along the same same lines of using mechanical you know you ha everything has to go right everything right yeah which that's what you try to set yourself up for right like you're saying yeah right that's what you've got to practice to and set yourself up for you already have those t's crossed and those eyes dotted for when the right. thing comes you know all together you're just like all i have to do is pull the trigger Exactly. You know, yeah. There's a lot to, to be said about an index finger. A <laughs> lot to be said. A lot to be said. Yeah. I've thought about going back to it, but it's like, man, that, that bull I killed this year. I This year I made some of the best shots I've ever made in my life in real life hunting scenarios. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to switch once you have that. But I just know that the, the room for error is smaller with my hinge. It just, yeah. you know, it just, it's really hard to switch away from it. But seeing you know matt do that it's like dude that could happen to me too dude i'm not above it you know I, I'm, no. I'm a human i can make errors but um you know i had that that bull i shot this year um that last air i shot i spent a lot of money shooting that bull we'll put it that way arrows and through, aren't through some serious carbon <laughs> i threw some carbon his way um and it wasn't that i was missing it was just he was like the terminator bull yeah and um was it ty's bull he had to shoot a million times or was I, it? I it was a bull i killed it was your bull yeah <laughs> shot it four times yeah there you go look like swiss cheese when you were done with it i no, i hit every i mean i was i had like a four inch group <laughs> did you really yeah, it was perfect that's awesome it was a spike <laughs> oh yeah i, I remember just that didn't die it yeah, just yeah, didn't yeah. die Man, I, I hit this bowl with a 60. Okay, so I'll preface this because you're going to judge me. This should be good. This is Most a, likely. I will probably get hate mail over this. So I had the bowl at 78 yards okay. broadside. Okay. Looking at the guy that's bugling to him. He's looking. The bull is looking, looking away. at the guy. Like the guy's in my view and the bull's in my view. He's on this knife ridge on the timber's edge. He's completely out in the open. Okay. Like if he bugles, the bull's going to look at him and run out. Like a whole hurt. Like, okay. But he's looking like towards the guy looking for the bull. Where's the bull? And so I range, and, and there's a few trees that were kind of my range finder was hitting. So I hit, I tried putting it right on his head. And Ooh, then, that's and a then risky I'm like, deal. 78, 78, 78, 80. I'm like, I'll just aim for 78. You know, I got that a few times. Are we, are we adjusting? We're dialing, yeah. Okay, okay. And, um, and so I pull down on him, and, and everything's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, right, boom. And like perfect surprise release. As soon as my pin was settled, it went off. It was like perfect, just like I wanted. Okay. And um, he acts like I hit him. I'm like, oh, I, I drilled that bull, dude. I know drilled I drilled him. him. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's not going anywhere. Well, he comes about. But is he? He comes my way, quarter down the hill, and he stops at 62. And he's like, what the heck just happened? He's looking around, and so I'm rank ranging. 67, 62, 60, 65. I'm like, there's, there's he's not falling trees. over. He's not falling over, and I'm, I can see through the rangefinder. I don't see any red little splotch there. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm. He acted like I hit him. Maybe I didn't hit him where I thought I did, but he, he's got an arrow in him. And so I, I range him again, and I'm like, 60, I'm just gonna shoot him for 62 because that's what I got a couple times. Okay. Again, pull down. He turns towards me, and he's basically frontal at 62 yards. And I'm like, if you have an arrow in a bull. Okay, 
So this is scary. You okay. take the shot. We're going. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> Super controversial with yes, it. Yes. If you have an arrow in the bowl, you put another one in it. I, I, don't I 100% care. agree with that. I don't care what the angle is. You just put another arrow in that bowl. Get the bowl dead. Get the bowl dead. Okay. So I put that I put that pin right where you'd want to on, on a, like, ever so quarter to you or quarter to way. Downhill, like, almost, uphill. Almost perfectly frontal, basically. And it was steep, steep, steep downhill. Hard shot. 62 yards, steep downhill frontal. Okay. And he's obviously looking kind of basically uphill at me. Yeah, I'm trying to, yeah. And so I, I put it right there on his chest, like right where he'd want to put it. And I'm like, okay, breathe, pull, okay, okay, go off, go off, boom, it goes off. Perfect. Great. Went off. Everything. Felt, good release. Felt just as good as the first one. Just as good as the first. <laughs> okay. And um, and this time I, I, I heard, I kind of heard a sound when it hit him. And, and then as soon as I hit him, he, he like hunches up and oh crap kind of thing. And he can't run. He's like lethargic, like trying to, trying to jog, but like just says, crap, I'm just going to walk. I'm like, I drilled him a second time. Okay. And then now he's crossing like 35 yards below me and I've got too many trees and it's too steep. So basically if I'm going to shoot him, I'm him almost in the back straps. That's how steep it was. Okay. And so he keeps walking by me and then I run out in front of him because he's just, he's just lethargic this time. And then he goes out on this little finger ridge and I get up on this stump and um, I bark at him because like he's getting ready to go over. So I just bark at him yeah. and, and I range him 62 yards, pull back, perfect broadside shot, put it and it's pretty much right about where the heart's at and, I, and I'm just floating all around the heart and poof, goes off, perfect shot. Again, they're all perfect, right? Every Everything's shot, I make, every shot I makes perfect. Everything. <clears throat> it feels like it. And um, I hit him. And, and I'm like, that felt like it was probably going to be a couple inches behind the heart. Like, just, just kind of where the pin was, in my opinion. And if you remember when I, I called you on that one bowl, and I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, I think I hit him right in the heart. Or right, right. And, and, I, and I was. Like, I, right. And, and I felt like that confident. Like, I'm like, I know it was 62, but I felt like I hit him just really close to the heart. Maybe maybe a yard or two short than what I was wanting. But, um, you know, he might have been at 63, 64. Okay. Long story short, he doesn't stop. He, I hit him smashed him goes and runs over the hill and then there's a pretty main road at the bottom about 300 yards below where i'm at now at the bottom of the unit there's a road goes and walks on that road walks up the road buys some people's trucks basically and then goes and goes into some like 15 year old reprod like five to ten yard visibility and i'm thinking if I smashed him that good, he shouldn't be going 400 yards. Like that doesn't look doesn't good. Seem, doesn't seem and right. My arrows are in outer space. Not all one that, of them all that confidence down. that you had. <clears throat> yeah. All that confidence is quickly deteriorating. <laughs> so Brad's coming up the hill and, and um, I'm like, I shot him over here. I'll tell you where he's like, no, no, no. I got blood right here. Yeah, it's right down here by the road. Yeah. And I'm like, crap, dude. And he's like, no, no, no. It's good blood. It's good blood. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, what? What the heck's going on? Did you go here? look for any arrows or anything? I I looked for my um, my third arrow, and it was just so steep that all those arrows were launching into. Yeah. They're probably no 100, 200 land. yards away from where I shot them, and um, and and the one that the first shot, he was kind of skylined on the top of this little landing, and so that arrow is probably 200 yards, gone. you know, in the timber, and so they're they're all gone, you know, it's like a. 40 bucks, 50 bucks an arrow, I'm flinging there, you know, and um, like, that's a very expensive. We're level. racking up some and so, meat prices um, here. And so now we have, you know, two trucks and another set of hunters coming down to me and everybody's talking about what happened and we saw you shoot and da 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 Which time? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and I've got two arrows left in my quiver and I'm like, I feel like an idiot, you know? <laughs> I was like, 
Oh, it's just eh. it's embarrassing. I've never it's never taken me that many arrows to put down an animal, but <laughs> elk are tough. I got a podcast if you guys want to yeah, listen yeah, to it. If you guys want to hear what not here's to do. Some, here's some podcast stuff. <laughs> right. I love it. And um, so long story short, um, I don't know how deep you want me to go into this, but long story short, we uh, we I come up with a game plan to uh, and there's something else I want to talk to you about. You ever heard of a bull toes going like the tracks that the toes will point inward? When they're starting, when they're getting ready to tip over and die, never heard of that. Never heard of that either. But the guy that found the tracks on the road said he's tip tiptoeing, like they're pointing towards each other, which means that he's getting ready to tip over. I'd never heard that. Before. Talking about woodsmanship, this guy's got. I'm something. thinking, holy crap! I just found the world's greatest elk. hundred percent. Oh, he knows something I don't know because I've never even heard that. And I'm thinking, Interesting. I'm like, I'll look, I'll look over at Brad. He's like, sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I love it. I as long love as you're it. not telling me that the bull's over like Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I'll go for a dead bull theory. And, and so um, we, we decide, I decided to give him three and a half hours. Perfect. He, he died in a, if he died, he died in a super, like near a creek kind of thing. Super cool. And we go in there and um, we get about um, right on the edge of the road. And I marked where he crossed. And immediately there's bubbly blood. I'm like, okay, which era is that from? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking at this point, I still have three arrows in them. And, um, and, so, and so we go in there. We make it about 50 or 60 yards in that little dense little pocket of just reprod. And we start hearing this. And I'm like, what in the heck is Crazy. that? And it, like, it sounded like a, like a cub. Like a bear cub? Really? Yeah. Okay. And then um, I, me and Brad are like, dude, is there a bear in here? And he's like, I'm going to shoot. There's a bear in here. I'm going to shoot it. I'm like, okay, well, don't shoot that one. That one's probably a cub. You know, like yeah. it doesn't sound like a big bear. And then we hear it again. And then all of a sudden the noise changes from like, to like snarling, growling, wheezing, just heavy breathing. Oh, so crazy. And it's from like 60 yards and now it's to 20. And it's like, we can't see it. It's too thick. And we're like, scary as heck. Yeah. We, I don't scary. Have, my wife got her concealed. So now she uses the pistol because it's her pistol. That's yeah. the pistol I was going to use. And so I, I'm out in, the, out in the woods without a pistol. And he doesn't have a pistol either. And we're like moving in on this mystery animal. Think, still thinking it's a bear that has cubs. And I'm like, but why would it be getting aggressive if the cubs are way behind? Right, it? right. <clears throat> so we keep moving in a little farther and it gets more aggressive, more aggressive. Now we're hearing twigs pop and it's coming in farther. And we still can't see it. It's close. And um, it gets to the point where I'm like, I think we should back out a little bit and think about this situation because it's on my blood trail. Let's talk this We over. need to think about it maybe claiming my bull at this point. It's yeah. as crazy as that sounds. And um, so we back out a little bit and then um, we talk about it. And we kind of, Brad's like, I think we should push in. <laughs> I like, like where Brad's head's you at. You are crazy. I'm like. <laughs> so I'm then like, you agree. Yeah. And he's like, and so I'm like, all right. But I'm like, you know. Don't don't do anything stupid. Which too late for that. We'd already pushed back in, and and he's like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go even farther. So he goes like another ten yards farther than what I was willing to go. Granted, this is my ball. I'm not willing to go. And um, he's looking. He's like, I, I can hear it. I'm like, dude. Yeah, you and can. And I have my phone on. I'm I'm filming at this point, and it charges Brad up to I don't know how close, but close enough to where he could actually see that it was a cougar, a big cougar. And um, it was on my bull. It, it claimed my bull. It was that thought. Of, yeah, it that was, was and, his deal. And um, so we, we ran out to the road. Kind of looked like the Blair Witch Project when I was filming it. And, uh, and we caught this guy carrying a camper up um, or towing a camper up the hill. 
of course you and do. I, I, I yell, hey, and I yell at me. He hits the brakes hard, man. Just pops out. Basically, what? I'm like, you got a pistol? He's like, I always got a pistol. <laughs> do I ever not yeah, have a pistol? Yeah. <laughs> or, I always have a gun. That's the guy you want. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, we have a situation here, and he gets out, and he has this freaking hairy, you know, 44 mag revolver, dude. And I'm like, you are my guy. And he's yeah. like, as soon as I tell him what's going on, his eyes go light up. Loved he's it. He's excited. Dude. Loved it. So he goes in there charging, and he's like, let me go first. I'm going hammer cocked. And so he cocks the hammer, and he goes in after guy it. Guy you don't know at all. Yeah. Hammer cocked on Super, a 44. Like, we'll just stay behind you. I'm going to stay way back. <laughs> and he gets up in there, and finally, <coughs> excuse me, and finally he uh, gets to the point where I'm like, we didn't go past this point. But if the bull's here, I'm guessing it's about 20 yards that way. And finally, he pushes in real, real. He's like, oh, I don't see the cougar, but I see your bull. I was like, Sweet. That's a good sign. So it was on my bull. And so he, uh, crazy, you know, hammered down and, and everything's safe and, and everybody was good. Did it bite anything on your, it did didn't it? touch it. Um, we didn't see any tracks, but it literally was like with. Like it came from my bull. It was on my bull. But did it never came back or not from when you guys well, were? We were so... You guys thinking, were sketched we're thinking, out. Hey, man, are you gonna like? He's like, I'll come back and check on you after I uh, set up my camera or my, and I'll bring some buddies. And so, and I'll bring some buddies. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? At this point, sure, I owe you a six pack, yeah. dude. I owe you whatever. The more you the want. merrier. And I'm like, I almost asked him for his pistol. I'm like, no, nah, I got this. By this time, I have a giant machete, which you know, that's yeah. That, so that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. And so we have this giant machete, and we start taking care of the bull, and then here comes some familiar faces through the woods, and I knew his buddies. Oh, cool. And it was uh, uh, Music of the Mountain, Brian and Tanya Thrall. Sweet. They're local to you. Um, oh, sweet. And uh, super cool people they have a YouTube channel. And they, um, I think I packed out, I don't even know what I packed out. They, they took my bow. They took That's all so cool. the quarters. I packed out something small and, and was just, they gave us beers on the way out. Ah, cool. It was awesome. That's dude. awesome. Yeah. It's the people, man. But, so I mean, cool. that, that was pretty cool. And, and um, so it turns out <laughs> I never hit the bowl on the first shot. Really? Yeah. And he only had he, two arrows? He only had two arrows in him. And both those, the second, I'm not bragging about no, no, taking no. A, a, a bad shot. I took a bad shot. The frontal. The frontal. The You'd f- never take a 62-yard frontal. Downhill. You never go full retard. That's, you just don't do just, that. Just, just, so, it's a little rough. A little it's, rough. It, but, you know, I literally, in my heart, I, I just knew I, I smashed that bullet 78 yards. He was dead. And I was just going to put another one in. And so, but it turns out that 68-yard steep, or 62-yard downhill uh, shot was literally on the money and it went all the way through him came out through his hand and passed through oh, all the way good. through him at 62 and then the 62 yard broadside was a clean pass through right behind the heart behind the heart right behind the Super, heart just, i mean just, just a little low within two inches yeah a little low just about just about two inches from the heart gotcha. and so it's no wonder why he made it so far i, I honestly i don't know because that that one frontal, dude, that got everything. I mean, usually it came. Usually that doesn't last long, the frontals. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Usually. And so, and I'm, I told Brad that. I'm like, dude, if he was, that frontal was where I thought it was, he should be dead in, inside 100 yards easy. Yeah. And he, yeah. So that bull was just super tough, I guess, because I, I, I hit him right where I thought I did second and third shot. That's elk. That's elk. That's elk. Coming That's from elk. the guy with the, uh, with the, uh, possessor. The, the spike you had to shoot 15 million zombie spike. It didn't go anywhere, but <laughs> it was still standing. Yeah. So I'm still shooting. Well, then um, I ran out of arrows because I used them all on grass. It was crazy. So the, the, the Tom, Brian and Tony had footage. They sent me footage of the bowl um, a week before uh, oh, season. Cool. 
and they called it in to five yards or something like that, a week or ten yards. Like it came in screaming a week before season. No kidding. Yeah. It was hot. So that bowl was hot for two almost two weeks. And then we couldn't even find a view. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't right. that so crazy? Well, I mean, when you aren't finding elk and you're in that you're in that slump, what do you what are you telling yourself? What, what's your mental game? I move everywhere. <laughs> I do. I go everywhere. I ended up like we drew that unit, and it was uh, supposed to be a premier unit. Right. I didn't hunt another day after I called you. Really? No. You're done. Done. So that's not where you found that giant bull? No. Oh, wow. No. We, <laughs> not where we killed I, I our was... elk, not where any of it. No. Really? No. Okay. No. Okay. That's, that's, that's news to me because I was like, um, a buddy of mine was talking about drawing that tag because they, they thought it was in a different unit. And I'm like, man, I hate that unit. I really do. It's like really good or it's really bad. And I've just, had the really bad part. I didn't experience the really good of it, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a buddy that had that same tag. You were there and they killed a 287 bull. Big. Big bull. Or Big. 282. I don't know. Uh, I Big. measured it. So it's probably 50 inches off. Big. <laughs> and uh, and they, they struggled up until that point. I mean, really? Yeah. I think that was the first encounter. I think those had. last week or so, I, I honestly think it, it would have been good. I, I, there was... We just didn't find the elk. I couldn't find. I couldn't find bulls. There was numerous times that week where we found thirty cows all alone. Really, not one bull. Towards oh. the end of the week, never heard one bugle. Never heard, and I was just like, "Man, we got to move. I'm out." Yeah, they're probably. I don't. Know, I've, I've seen it early season too, where the bulls aren't with the cows, and the bulls are still in velvet. All, all. I've seen that before. All bachelored up. I've seen that before. We just couldn't find a bull. Yeah. I mean, I found those three right off the bat, and we were on them the first three days. I mean, we had them close, and I mean, we called them in. I mean, you know, cow called them in. Yeah. But they weren't rutting by any means. They were just curious. You know. That's and, weird. Yeah, it was tough, man. And, tough. and we were hunting probably as a crow flies twenty miles. It's not very far. 30, 30 miles, maybe. Maybe. Probably. probably less than that. Yeah, I would say less as the crow flies. Yeah. Way less. And having a completely different experience. That yeah. just shows you that, you know, and when it's I'm... It's the right temperament, man. It's, it's just when I'm in... My, my thought, and I literally do tell myself this, and I, I, me and Brad, where I was telling me and Brad this um, when we were hunting this year, and, um, you know, somewhere in this unit, right now, there's a bull screaming his head off. Numerous bulls. And if, Yeah. And I believe that. And you I have believe, to think that. And I believe if you put in the work, yep. it has to happen. It will it happen. It has to happen. Yep. Yeah. And and so we, you know, we just, I mean, we would, I don't know how you guys, because um, you, you do the cat road shuffle and stuff, but I'm sure that's probably not the only thing you guys do. Because we, what we do, um, given a little bit, maybe a little bit of the, of the secret sauce that we've started doing, but we, um, we will bugle, I, I got... 99% of my bugles off of drivable roads that I either biked or walked. Yep. Zero yeah. noise. Huh? Zero noise. Zero noise. Yeah. Truck. Yeah. Truck noise. Truck noise. Yes. Yep. And, oh, we uh, do that all the time. It just, it's main, main roads. Yeah. Gravel, main roads. drivable, easy main roads. Yeah. I was out on drivable roads. I had a permit and everything, right? And I could go wherever I wanted with my truck had my bike and I felt like the smartest guy in the woods. You were. And that day I didn't get a bugle. <laughs> Seen that too. Yes. Seen that too. Well, cool, man. Well, it was awesome to kind of relive your elk season too. And um, man, yeah, these episodes are back to back. We, um, if you want to jump on uh, the On Point podcast, my episode is also on his, on his True. podcast. So. True. Um, check that out, guys. Garrett, dude, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you for inviting me, man. It's always a good time. Always. It's always fun getting caught up, and it's always 
always fun sitting down with fellow hunters, whether it be elk, deer, <laughs> rifle, bow. It doesn't matter, right? Right. It doesn't right. Matter. You're so, turning into a bit of a rifle hunter, too. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you. Catch you later. All right, guys, that's this episode. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes uh, with a comment so I know what you're thinking, what you want to see in the future. I'm happy to really go by uh, suggestions here. It's your ship. I'm just the one that's that's kind of steering it. Uh, but really, you guys need to be the ones telling me where to go, what to talk about, and what you want to hear about. So happy to take suggestions there. And if you haven't yet, the YouTube channel will be starting to produce more content here soon. I know I mentioned that in the beginning. I just want to make sure you guys know there will be more content. Um, I'm, I'm really going to turn the corner and really start to try and do more. Um, I'll do the bow reviews. I'll get to those. But I really want to do more shooting and tip techniques and, and bring in some other people uh, that I respect, that I value their opinions, that are just absolute shooters, and really try and up the game with people becoming more efficient and more proficient with their, with their equipment. So I think that's going to help move the bar absolutely. So outside of that, guys, I appreciate you for listening, and I will see you at the next one. Bye.